Hello to Archetypal Tarot Podcast listeners and viewers. Uh, I have a very special episode here with guest Kate Farrell, who is uh, a many times author and speaker, workshop facilitator. In the past, she's been a librarian, uh, and she is steeped deep into the studies of the heroine's journey. Uh, that we're going to discuss today in the context of the newly released, while we're recording this, newly released film, Barbie. So uh, we've both seen the the film in the past week, um, so we're gathering our perspectives fresh from that viewing. So welcome, Kate. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. It's wonderful to talk about Barbie in this context of the heroine. Fantastic. And so let's just, I'm sure most of our viewers are aware of the film that just came out with Greta Gerwig starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and a cast of amazing actors (laughs) uh, that support them as well. Uh, But uh, our audience may not be very familiar with the heroine's journey and how it differs or has maybe some overlap with the hero's journey. So how can you introduce the heroine's journey to us before we make the comparison? Okay. So I think just to put it in a nutshell, the hero's journey has been um, truly presented in film and research and popularity And we generally think of it in terms of Joseph Campbell and how Lucas interpreted it in, you know, very famously in Star Wars. And so thinking about that movie and then all the other kind of permutations of the popular culture, um, films of the hero's journey, it is usually uh, someone who gets the call, who needs to Um, be prepared in some kind of way for an adventure that is competitive, that requires great physical and, you know, character uh, uh, strength, strength of character, physical adroitness. (laughs) He's able to fly through the air, do all kinds of amazing things. And based on this, Um, continued ability to move through the adventures, he ultimately uh, rescues the princess who is his feminine aspect. And in doing so, he's victorious, happily ever after, there's peace, and he returns full circle with a kind of uh, wisdom that was given to him at the beginning, but now he's fully integrated it with possibly a shadow figure or other kinds of um, integration that he experiences along the way. But uh, so he becomes more connected at the end. The hero becomes connected to his feminine side, to his shadow side, to his understanding of the world in a deeper way. The heroine is almost the flip of that. Whereas the hero ends with understanding the importance of relationship and empathy, the heroine 
begins her journey trapped in relationship. She feels that there's no way out of the restrictions of relationship. And to put it in modern terms, she is only a mother. She is only a daughter. She's only um, a wife. She is only how her relationships define her. And so she, she is constricted by the, the relationships, but also how contemporary and ancient cultures wanted to keep her in that entanglement so that a woman is supposed to marry, a woman is supposed to marry and have children. All of that is trapped in de definition by relationship. So this is something we all know. This is something that's been in every woman's DNA. It's in the fairy tales as the princess in the tower, the princess who is trapped by not only um, the constrictions that are cultural, but other severe um, obstacles that almost immediately occur. So just to give you a trajectory, not going into all those immediately, but then the heroine must escape. She cannot continue to be defined in that restrictive way. And so she is either pushed out by catastrophe or um, jealous stepsisters are the evil stepmother, but she must leave that tower, that restriction. And in doing so, she runs, escapes into the unknown. And that's kind of what women do anyway. We're trying to find ourselves in this new world that continues to want to push us back. So that this is very normal. The other and very typical as you know, as, as it continues to be our journey. So the other um, option here is that the feminine hero, heroic, must confront the standard of beauty, say in um, Aphrodite or the Snow White, you know, evil queen who doesn't want beauty to be anyone but herself. The feminine heroic not only has to escape the restricted environment, but she has to start confronting cultural standards of beauty to find her own. And that's this more uh, modern um, worldwide standard that we confront every single day. But we don't realize it's part of our journey to overcome that this is a legitimate obstacle. So as we continue to go into the forest, into the wilds, into the unknown, finding our own beauty, our own strength, we face obstacles that develop a masculine aspect, a male aspect. And this is very important for women today and for women in the ancient stories to develop this um, <clears throat> analytic thinking, this ability to strategize, <clears throat> 
to um, focus, uh, we can go on and on, what are these different qualities, to be assertive. And then at the end, she does go into the shadow world and find the, the understanding of death and dying, the cycle of life. At the end of all that, she emerges as an independent individual without definition of an outer relationship. She is simply who she is. And that's the difference of the heroine's journey as opposed to the hero's journey. They kind of connect. One begins where the other ends. Wonderful. Thank you so much for laying out those two journeys because, you know, we've been so steeped in the hero's journey since Joseph Campbell and uh, the making of Star Wars and all the iterations that have come forth. Right. And then we watched this Barbie movie. And I, I've got to say, when I look at the structure of the hero's journey and I look at the structure or some of the patterns that you've noticed in the heroine's journey, I, I see that it it weaves between the two almost in some ways. There's some aspects I feel like when I look at that structure of the hero's journey, the meeting of the mentor and uh, starting out on a on a quest or journey uh, mm-hmm. that looked at through one perspective, it seems like it can apply to that. But then there's some, what what is absolutely unique, you think, about the Barbie movie and the heroine's journey that ties it in possibly more or? There's no question that it is a heroine's journey. And the reason it it is that is that the setting, if if you think of the archetypal fairy tale, heroine who's um, stuck, you know, in this um, restricted environment that becomes so constricted because her loving mother dies. That's almost the, um, the first conflict. The mother dies. The one who loves her dies. And she is no longer supported by that. Um, first relationship. And in Barbie, the movie, the doll character is in a life-sucking, delusional environment of Barbie land. She is almost archetypal because she is, you know, a pop culture icon. But when she stops that, you know, disco dance, and I think her line is, ever think about dying Mm -hmm. she is in this really strange kind of bleed over is um echoing the good mother who is gloria who feels she is dying the -hmm. good mother is dying she's depressed her influence over her daughter Teenage daughter is lessening. She feels loss, depression, and approaching death. So when Barbie starts to feel the the good mother dying, she is definitely in the archetype, the first conflict of a heroine. Mm. So, but what's so unusual is that how did the film 
producer, writers, script people even know that that's the first step. You know, it's just mind boggling to me that they would understand that the very first step in the heroine's journey in the ancient and modern is that the daughter must separate from the good mother. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Sasha's doing a great job doing that. Uh, she's she's becoming independent, but at the same time, it's that doll that is the continuing uh, connection. And it's interesting that in Baba Yaga and Vasilisa, that when the good mother is dying, she gives her a doll. Right. That's right. She so gives the Russian to base our listeners. It's this is the Russian fairy tale, Vasilisa the Brave, it's so often called, um, or Vasilisa and Baba Yaga, uh, ancient, ancient fairy tale. And you're right. So the mother in this fairy tale, uh, when before she dies, she gives Vasilisa a doll that can speak to her and becomes like her her guiding mentor through the most difficult times that lay ahead. Correct. And so when uh, Gloria sees Sasha in the movie carrying everything out, she grabs that one doll. Wow. That's, right. that's the connection. And she, of course, you know, the good mother grieves and dies. She has to. But that's, you know, like they're very... I know women who never do that first step in in real life. So this is the heroine's real psychological journey as well as the one in the movie. Um, So what Barbie is feeling is this bleed over from the human side and she's kind of embodying, it's not in the reverse, the doll is embodying the daughter-mother conflict of independence from the mother so so this is intolerable right it has to be resolved and in the fairy tales the the good mother dies and she's replaced by the evil stepmother and the evil cruel stepsisters however in barbie no one is really that evil to push her out of Barbie land. Right. The, uh, the only thing I could think of is maybe when the Barbies are gathering and they see the changes that are happening to her body, the flat feet, and they're all dry gagging. And, oh, and right. they, in a way, they're not being um, intentionally mean, but they are pushing her out in a way. They're like, you have got to go see weird Barbie because <laughs> this is a change in a shift that uh, is not okay here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So they sort of are the, <clears throat> the stepsisters and they send her to weird Barbie and weird Barbie is the closest to the evil stepmother because she is the, again, it's kind of opposite. Instead of being the one who abuses, she's the one who's actually experienced abuse She's been torn apart. She does the splits. She's ugly. She's crazy. She's, you know, a shadow. So she and and the evil stepmother in in psychological terms actually is a shadow character. So weird 
Barbie is the one who truly makes Barbie choose, right? Yeah, and she's uh, also a mentor in a way, wouldn't you say? Like a, a she is, she, but she's more of a challenger. A you challenger. go, girl. You, which one are you going to choose? That. Right, right. The high heels are the Birkenstocks. No, <laughs> you don't have to choose. Choose the Birkenstocks. So she challenges her in a way that the evil stepmother and the stepsisters challenge her. Get out. Get out. And and pushing mm-hmm. her out is what we all have to do as women is get out of the constricted environment, begin to internalize the conflict between mother-daughter. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so. Fantastic. And so let's see, what is our next phase of the heroine's journey? What is, she goes into this other world. She embarks into the other worlds. Right. <clears throat> so what I see is, uh, Barbie goes into, um, let me look over, <laughs> look at my notes. Right. <laughs> oh, so she goes into the forest. She goes into the wild. She's afraid. She's at risk. And in Venice Beach, she really is because she is right. um, vulnerable as a sec- uh, sex object. She doesn't realize that she could be molested. She, you know, she cat calls and worse that she doesn't understand that she's so off that she's in a jungle. She's in a jungle because she is, again, she's been defined by something that was delusional. Right. So she's in the forest, she's in the wilds, and eventually in the forest, this is what I think, in the forest are predators. And the corporate board of members, you know, the toy company, they try to capture her. They set traps. They want to put her in the pink box again. And one of the most amazing scenes, right, is when she actually gets in the box and they're trying to, those men are behind the cardboard and they're going to twist her back in the box and she feels it. It's like going back to the entrapment and, and she breaks out. So, so that whole scene is still, you know, the forest, the wolves, the predators getting through that place where she, she could be caught. That's right. And, And then when she's running, she stumbles onto this other floor where she doesn't know it yet, but she has met the creator of Barbie, <laughs> who's in a sort of ghost eternal form, um, who is, of course, uh, the, uh, let's see, what was her name? Um, Ruth. Ruth Handler, right? Ruth Handler, um, who named Barbie after her own daughter, right? So this is mother-daughter theme. Um, and there's this this mentoring moment that happens um, meeting this mother, which I, I know is another return to the heroine's journey. Can you can you speak a little bit about the meeting with Ruth? So what I see is that um, Ruth would be like the shamanic crone in the forest 
she would be a Baba Yaga figure, the the one who can begin the transformative process. She's already created the doll, and she has the she has sort of the thing about the heroine is is the heroine has to understand that the feminine actually knows the cycle of life and death better than the hero. She embodies it. Mm. So the doll who is created by the mother for the daughter is sort of the, the um, ongoing cycle of life, death, life, death. And so when, when she meets Ruth and she begins to connect, it's, she gives her courage and she she begins to understand that there's another another truth in this environment but but then um but then the race continues right right but she has her first sip of liquid in this i notice in this scene so everything up to this point she couldn't really drink it's all fake um pretend water even the ocean is pretend water beach <laughs> and um but in this in this she did, she hasn't quite know who she's talking to but she has this first sip of of water tea and right. it could be this connection to to life right and um and the mother and the the depth of all of what that means but it's 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 just an initiatory sip it's it's just the start but uh, that's right and it's the start of her becoming human right becoming independent is that sip and mm-hmm. that you know and then you have the feeling that ruth the way baba yaga would, would be doing in the in the tale it's just simply observing observing as mentor not interfering but watching absolutely so so then when um when they go back when they go back and they find that barbie land has been taken over by the male patriarchy now this this might be getting into the weeds a little bit but in both Vas- vasalisa's story and in psyche and Eros' story and in many other heroin journey tales there is the task of sorting the seeds into piles and what that means could be anything but what what i think it means is the ability to separate this from that this from that yeah mm-hmm. and what would you say barbie's impossible tasks are in this movie well, first, it's to understand the spell of the patriarchy, which is the analytic breakdown when Gloria has her major monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she begins to show in that breakdown, sorting seeds. We do, we can be pretty, but not too pretty. We could be thin, but not too per- thin. We can be, um, what? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, do it well, but not too well and all that stuff. Right. So it's just right. possible. You can be a boss, but you can't be mean. You can, you're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids. Right. Right. So, That's right. so that is sorting the seeds that is saying you in this patriarchy, look, look, 
look, it's this, not that. And that ability, that male aspect, that logos, which is so important to developing a place in the world, is what is the actual um, magical key to breaking the spell of the patriarchy, which is to let everyone see the truth of it, to break it down. And then uh, the second task <laughs> with all those horses, you know, um, is to understand and strategize how to look at the male tribe, like the um, rams with the golden fleece. How how do you how do you take the male aggression and break it so that it isn't against you? and yet you understand it and use it. So that's what they do when they um, strategize and target the women who are in conversation and they grab them and break down the spell by telling them the um, pieces of the monologue and they they wake up because the awareness wakes them up, But they're, and then they use the man against themselves. Yeah. So would you say that Ken in this story is, is he, he's, he, I know he's an aspect of the heron's journey. And if we look at the quest of uh, Inanna going down and when she tries to get help from the sky God, there's no help there. Um, so in some ways, you know, he is of course a role in the heron's journey. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, but do you think he's also having his own hero's journey that is, woven into the heroine's journey. What, what's your take on Ken? Uh, my take is that he is on the heroine's journey. Mm, he he himself is on the Yeah, heroine. yeah. Oh, because yeah. he's only been able to divide himself in relationship to Barbie. Right. And he doesn't have an independence. And he keeps trying with all these symbolic, you know, futile um, right. ways. So and, but they're... They're all outer, and he's never developed an inner sense of self. And you know that one scene where he says to her, "You, you've destroyed me. You've ruined me." Meaning, he's never been a person. He's only been Ken mm -hmm. and Barbie. So his journey is the heroine's journey. How amazing! So, so would you say the heroine's journey? Could be for it, anyone, everyone. Oh, oh, absolutely. Regardless of gender. Regardless of gender. And you can see it how he, he keeps trying to seduce her all the time. Because if he doesn't, he's not going to exist. You know, he has to be. So anyway, when 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 he begins to realize he can be your friend, well, that's an independent equality at the end for him, for both of them. So mm -hmm. they've both survived the trap. Right. Because they've both been in the friggin', oh, excuse me. They've both, <laughs> they've, they've both been in the little pink box. Right, yeah. So and finally at the end, when she meets Ruth, it's so incredible that it's, it's on another plane. It's a mythic point. 
where it's nowhere and everywhere, where it's just a blank mm -hmm. uh, vista and in this plane, which could be the ghost, the underworld, the rebirth, any of those things, it's a liminal space, right? It's not living, not dead. It's a place of birth and death. And I mean, this is real, even though I'm sure they had no idea they were doing this, but when they, when they, um, hold hands and that life-giving hand is so similar to Michelangelo and baiting up God in Adam. I'm sure they're aware that that's a archetypal moment, right? Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and what a beautiful moment for all of us just to realize that wherever we are in life, in ourselves, um, that we can wake up to to our own journey, our own reality, just as it is, um, with all of its, all of its potential, all of its bitterness, all of its full lifeness. And that that's what makes it beautiful. That's what makes it beautiful. Right. But it also validates the heroine's journey, that it's different, that it has these components and then it wraps it up as a good storyteller would, making sure we go back to the beginning with Gloria and Sasha. And Gloria and Sasha, a balance in their relationship so that they become, well, I don't know, this is just what I think, but I think that as a mother, when your daughter is becoming an adult, then you become more of a friend and both of you can share your own adventures. Mm -hmm. So they seem to be able to become allies to one another, share adventures together, admire one another's abilities. And I think that probably takes longer <laughs> in real life um, into twenties or something, but, but she does it. And so we have them supporting Barbie into the last scene where she is amazingly enough going to see her gynecologist, <laughs> which, which, um, which is, Another archetype is that the woman is the life giver. The woman is the one who embodies life, death. And that, you know, in a beautiful moment is also a very powerful statement. Look, dudes, this is who I am. Mm. A full bodied life giving independent woman. Wow. Bravo. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, I'm just loved looking at these patterns with you and um, learning more about the heroine's journey, which I know, you know, there's been some books written about it, but it, you know, so much more could be dedicated to this topic. And I know that you yourself are on the cusp of your own big 
Heroine's Journey with Woven LLC, and you are hosting and facilitating your own Heroine's Journey workshops that are coming up. And I know if you're local to San Francisco, there is one coming up in September uh, at the Mechanics Institute in person. Uh, what is the date for that? Kate? Do you want me to share screen? <clears throat> yes, if you've got it ready, we'd love to see it. Okay. Um, here it is. Well, first of all, this week on Thursday, I'm actually telling a heroine's journey story. Um, so that that'll be fun. It's an online event on a uh, Thursday, but this event at the Mechanics Institute was a sellout with a waiting list when we did it in February. So we're doing it again with two sessions. First one on September 23rd, a three-hour session. And two weeks later on October 7th, a two-hour session. And we're going to be using um, the, the myth of Psyche and Eros as the basis for uh, discussion and writing. What's this down here with the journaling? This looks great. So this one is almost ready to go live. Mm -hmm. This is a group of um, um, very, um, I don't know, it's based in Kansas, but I've known the founder for a number of many years. And it, it's looking at spoken words, song, poetry, storytelling, uh, fiction, looking at the language arts as a way of self-discovery and transformation. And so I, I pitched a, um, a class to them and we'll be doing a six-week online course using a number of different heroines journeys and it will be coming soon as a registration. Fantastic. And I personally have taken your journaling courses online and where we looked deeply into heroine's journey, myths and fairy tales. Um, and I found the experience incredibly transformative. Um, and just the your setup of deep listening and reflection and sharing amongst women um, was something I had not really experienced to that level uh, until I did. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was great um, having highly you. Highly recommended. Highly yeah. recommended. It's great having you part. And I think you're absolutely right, is that we were all learning about the heroine's journey and what it meant together because there has been so little written about it that we we really need to understand it. No one really knows how how it's relevant, but we sense it. We sense that it is, and we want to see, well, how is that relevant to me? How do I translate that into my own uh, living experience? And I try to do that in my um, YouTube channel also. That's right. And uh, so we can, uh, oh, how can we find your YouTube as well? Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. <clears throat> yeah, you can so, uh, spell out Kate Farrell's name. Uh, you can, you could just, um, oh my gosh. And I can um, also post these links on our 
welcoming page for Substack. And here we go. This is uh, Kate Farrell's at Kate Storyteller. Uh, and she's got, uh, she breaks up the heroine's journey story. She, and her first one has been the Vasilisa and Baba Yaga story we talked about earlier. Uh, and what I also love about your YouTube is that you weave in stories from your own life. Uh, that's, that's that's right. That's right. Still very relevant to uh, yeah. the, the patterns and themes that you talk about from the fairy tale. So that is enriching and right. it's it's really been fun. So oh. the last one is the does use excerpts of Psyche and Eros. So if <clears throat> if what we discussed about the four impossible tasks, sorting the seeds, the golden fleece gathering the golden fleece from the rams, uh, using the eagle as a focus, going to the underworld. Those are in this episode five. Fantastic. Yay. All right. Check it out. Uh, and I just want to thank you again for uh, joining us on this video and taking the time to process this um, collective celebration of the heroine's yeah. journey through the film Barbie. So thank you. Great. Thank you so much. It's really amazing to me, honestly. I didn't expect it when I went in to see the movie, but I noticed that I was crying and many other women were crying. And mm -hmm. there is such a need within us to be understood, to have people appreciate how hard it is and that these are the conflict points and how are we how are we navigating them and you know and that it is our essential uh, path absolutely thanks so much kate and we'll Thank see you, you soon at, the, at your next workshops and on youtube <laughs> so. yeah please register thank you oops let's see